Good morning and welcome to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March. A few housekeeping items. The store that we were talking about with the deodorant that's natural is Six for Good in Rosedale. Um, there appears to be a run on small avocados at Walmart where for $5 you get six or seven in a bag. Yes. Great for weekly avocado toast. Thank you, Julie, for that tip. Oh my God. That they're at Walmart. They are so delicious, you guys. They're just buttery and nummy. Uh, we had one other question came in that I feel like we should address. Uh, Tammy says, my daughter's coming for Mother's Day weekend. She's 29 and my 27-year-old son will be joining us. They've not been to Stillwater in years. I know there have been many changes. Suggestions for bar, restaurants for dinner. They don't want frou-frou, just fun and relaxing with good food and drinks. Wait, Stillwater? Yeah, that you should go to No Neck Tony's for a drink just for fun. They don't They don't want frou-frou. Stillwater is so not frou-frou. Um, I would say also the new matchstick grill, which is in the Crosby Hotel, is very, you know, smoky, bourbony, very kind of relaxed, but like cool and very, you know, kind of interesting. I liked it. Um, and it's less... You know, Hotel Laura still isn't, I wouldn't call it frou-frou. Their bar is kind of casual. It's still great cocktails, and yeah. you don't have to worry about feeling dressing up or anything. Uh, another great one is the Velveteen, which is the secret speakeasy okay. in un, in the basement. Her kids would like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, I'm just ten- texting You're just texting her, as we are. Hey, while we're talking, I'm going to say a quick shout-out. Uh, congratulations to Steve Hoffman, who won a James Beard Award last night for his... Uh, his article called um, What is Northern Food? And he won the MFK Fisher Distinguished Writing Award. Which is awesome. I know. So that's local Steve Hoffman. Well done, you. It's very um, good. Yeah. So, okay. That's our housekeeping, our dribs and drabs, dribs housekeeping and drabs. items. <laughs> um, okay. So it's now time for top two and hour two. Give him the old one, one, two, one, two. And now the Weekly one, one, Dish presents one, two, one, two, Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. All right, it is time for the top two in our two, where we tell you two things that we're obsessed with. Uh, Stephanie, would you like to start? Sure, I can start. Uh, I am, oh, I just lost my page. Uh, the So I will let you know that there is a new pub opening next weekend called the Prodigal Pub. And I got a little chance to walk through with... Um, with the owners of it and it's kind of it's really interesting it's in the old gist spot oh i like that remember spot. over yep. kind of just a block off I, eat street uh-huh and they are uh it's it's jeff and randy Cowmeadow, and jeff is the pastor at calvary church and he and randy have decided they wanted to open a pub so they've taken over the space it's tiny and cute as just was too but they have completely it, it the, the the transformation into a pub is crazy fast and crazy good. It just feels like it's been there for a year. They have all these tchotchkes, you know, from different pubs and signs and everything else around. But here's the thing. It's obviously it's run by a pastor and it's called the Prodigal Pub, uh, but it's not a Christian pub. It is. They are Christians themselves. But what they're kind of saying is that they really welcome all walks of life, you know, all people, all faiths. If you're Muslim, if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're you know Jewish, if you're Christian, whatever, they're welcoming everybody in. And they're just hoping that they're trying to heal kind of some of the divides. And, you know, they kind of have the idea that maybe. Uh, some Christians have given Christianity a bad rap mm-hmm. in terms of like not everybody is out there, you know, proselytizing and, morning, noon and night and hating on all the other forms of humanity. Mm-hmm. And they would like to welcome people and show this side of 
uh, Christianity uh, in terms of Christian people. And I just, I really enjoyed them and they were lovely people and they have Pindaren whiskey, which is a Welsh whiskey, <laughs> which is real good. And I'm super excited that they are there and doing that. So I say, if you're, if you have an open heart and an open mind, you know, and you want to kind of support people who are also out there supporting open hearts and open minds, it's a good idea. All right. Uh, okay. So I had a beer that was a new beer to me this week from uh five six brewing and it was called solarama crush yay and it is uh made with honey from local bees mm-hmm. and it's uh, an ipa ish kind of hoppy um but not overwhelming very citrusy it's in cans yep. and also in the brewery and i loved it good i really loved it it you know, sometimes my husband loves super hoppy beer. Yeah. And sometimes they're so like overwhelming. This was like very refreshing, kind of lighter, but still had hops. Mm-hmm. And it was sweet, but not cloying. A lot of times you have the wheat beers that have a lot of honey in them and they're just kind of like, I just, I liked it. Solarama Crush. Solarama Crush. Five, and, six you, brewing. and you understand that the beers, the honey is the pollinator friendly solar arrays. Yes. You know that they're grown, like the, the whole thing is using solar panels. Yes. In part of that whole production. Yes. Which I, think I didn't is, describe that very well, but no. yes. <laughs> <laughs> just so that you know, it's like, it's more than just a beer. It's they're doing the bees and the honey and stuff. And they're also the solar production. Because solar panels. Because it's a fresh um, energy idea. And having solar panels in conjunction with flowers that attract bees Works really well. Yes, exactly. Lovely. Very, Solar very good. Crush. All right. So the second top two in our two is, is what's coming this week. I don't know if you hear about this Icelandic invasion that's happening. I have heard about it perhaps on a local radio station. Oh, there's some, I guess, Icelandic bands coming. Yes, there's crazy. There's so much happening. The Iceland naturally, like the consulate is basically, they've done this in other cities. They've gone to Seattle. They've gone to Chicago and did this. They basically want to bring some, like a slice of their culture to Minneapolis. And there's a lot of cool things that are happening. Uh, we have a, I'll put a thing up. We have a great blog that Dara did on MSP Mag. Um, but basically, besides the fact that you can listen to a bunch of great bands and see some very cool movies at the Trilon, um, there is a couple food things, kids. And they have, uh, there's going to be a dinner. There's a whole Red Stag Supper Club dinner mm-hmm. that you can go and, and, and learn about uh, the Icelandic food. There's one of their great, uh, their bar stars named Tota. She is coming to teach cocktails at the Hewing, Icelandic cocktails. Um, and that like, sounds cool. I know it's like, and they have the cool thing is you guys, they are having ingredients shipped directly from Iceland. So it's like, they're not here and then foraging our stuff. They've got all these great, interesting things that can come over these. And PS, the seafood that they have in Iceland is amazingly and different than they have here. You know, like Icelandic scallops and langoustines are different than we have here and they're hard to get. So this is a really rare huh. opportunity to go try some food and some different drinks and things as, uh, as, as they have there. So the Icelandic menu at Red Stag is from May to 2nd to the 5th. Um, and the cocktail class, just letting you know, is May 2nd at the, at the Hewing. And I've got all these things, so I will put them on the, uh, on the, uh, on the website. Um, okay. My second one is the bootlegger vodka at Tattersall. Which is mine last week. (laughs) (laughs) 
two was it yeah that was my top two and our two last week dude which is so funny we tend to do this i tend to co-opt <laughs> stephanie's top two and our two and i think they're mine so i didn't quite co-opt this week i'm just repeating and so i'm it's gonna be like the do you double remember two. our whole discussion about no. bootlegs and like how yeah. yeah 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 that was the round because this was my top two last week okay well so, but let's, let's talk about so you loving it that i loved it I, here's what I loved about it. It's it's infused with mint and citrus and it's 70 proof and it's vodka and it doesn't have floating things in it. And you pour it in and you give your LaCroix shot, your whatever soda water you use, and you flap your mint and you put your lime in there. And it is a very refreshing, delicious cocktail. And it's an alternative to some of the super sweet bombs that you get. It's an alternative to having a beer. It it could be my summer sipper. It is gonna be my summer sipper. I'm not gonna lie. I have a bottle it's of it. Great. And it is it is like just even putting it with a little bit of sparkling water and just and granted, I love a swampy bootleg. You know, like so you guys yep. talking about getting the mint in your teeth and sucking it through. And I love that that part of it too. But this is like one of those if I'm grilling, I can totally picture my life of like running out to the grill and having to stand there and handle the chicken. But in the meantime, having a little bootleg sipper on the side while I'm working all the stuff. I, I was like, okay, I could have this on say. my pontoon. Yes. And not like be so laden down in my bathing suit by heavy beers and just like, Ooh. and yeah. And part of the thing with bootleg traditional bootleg mix is that you have it's it's to mix it, you know, Flushy and it's not and good sticky. for on the boat as no. much. And so that's I literally thought the same thing. You could absolutely just do that. P.S. Would you ever mix it with like a if you mix it with a hard seltzer, which that would make everything go even weirder. Except P.S. I think a lot of those hard seltzers don't taste good. They so, have weird chemically tastes. Yeah. If you I, could find one that didn't. Yes, oh, I would. Shoot. I did a segment and I had a bunch and I left them at the station. So I should have brought them to you. Did you, know you do the fair state? Yes. And did you like it? I liked it, but I liked it. I liked it cold with ice. There's of the hard seltzers between Hula from Third Street, uh, Lift Bridges, which they're about to launch in their cans and hearts and and hard water from Fair State Brewing. I might have liked uh, I liked the Hula a lot because it has it's pretty it's pretty clean and it's pretty sparkling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lift Bridge had the most flavor that I liked. They had a lot of their berries, you know, came through without being still not being super sweet. Yeah, because I'm not looking for like a soda pop here. I'm like looking Red for claw. water. Yeah, yeah, White Claw. Thank um, you. But <laughs> but it is this is what it is. It's basically you know supposed to be like a Lacroix but with booze. And so if I'm thinking I want a Lacroix, the hibiscus orange from Hard from. Uh, from Fair State, I thought was good. I liked it, but it has to be super iced for me from yeah. Fair State because it is a little bit more yeasty flavoring from Fair State. Their brewing process gives it a little bit more, less acid, less bite, and it's not as carbonated as some of the other ones. Okay. So so that was like a that was like bonus a top two an hour, too. Yeah, seriously. Wow, and Tattersall, you better get making that bootlegger mm. vodka because be we all everywhere. liked it. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Matteo Maccabee who is with Koshan555. He's a local chef, and we're going to tell you what he's doing. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here with Mateo Maccabee. Hi, Mateo. Hi. It's been a while since I've seen your face. I know, it has been. (laughs) Uh, Mateo and I first met when he took over um, this place by my house called 7th Street Social and was just doing, we were talking about chicken and waffles earlier. You made the best chicken and waffles, friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. You're a wonderful chef who moved to New London, Minnesota, 
um, to yep. do a farm to table restaurant inside uh, the Goat Ridge Brewing Company. Um, right. How far away is New London from here? Because I've obviously not been, and I feel bad about it. <laughs> um, it's it's been on where you go, roughly about one forty-five to two hours west. Okay, um, of the city, so so you're probably it's, pretty- kinda, it's probably. 45 minutes from St. Cloud. Okay. All right. And you uh, are doing a farm-to-table restaurant there. And what's so interesting about what you do is you've also tied in, like, kids in the community. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So we have um, a nonprofit um, as well. Our restaurant is a general benefit um, restaurant. So proceeds from our sales go to our nonprofit. Uh, We bring kids from uh, the cities. Wilmer and then surrounding areas around here out to some land that we are farming and we teach them um, just the whole process of food, uh, kind of how it goes into the ground and then everything that you can do with it after it, after it comes up. And so we work on uh, planting, harvesting, uh, working on helping them create little micro businesses around uh, selling things as they come up or pickling, canning. And then uh, we're working on a compost co-op um, out here, too. We partner with a couple of other organizations who do kind of similar work that we do. Uh, we, have the gen- we have the food scraps, so we're going to try to start that. Uh, Mateo, you had been a chef at some restaurants around town. I feel like, is this everything you've wanted, like, as your chef life? Yes. This is my dream. I'm living my dream right now. It just, I can hear it Uh, in your voice. I wish I could see your face because it's just, I know you wanted to do something bigger than just, you know, cooking the food. You wanted to have like a closed system and really involve more people. Yes, it is. It's, uh, um, uh, we've created uh, the exact model that we wanted. I never thought that it could happen this fast. I mean, we got out here and, and, got involved in this community and they're very supportive and people are offering things. We just got, we just were given a hundred foot by 40 foot greenhouse a week ago. Wow. On an old farmer who just him and his wife, uh, we actually buy shrimp from them. Um, they have a shrimp farm out here. in So, so all of our shrimp comes from uh, about 30 minutes away, but they have a, a greenhouse that they, yeah, right. That's yeah, funny. that's central Minnesota <laughs> shrimp, of course. Yeah. Uh, but they had a greenhouse that they just are getting too old to farm. And he's like, do you want it? And we were like, heck yes, we want it. So we're working on um, taking that from his property to our property as we speak. So I love that idea. So this year, you're going to get a chance to flex your chefy muscles from <laughs> Model Citizen um, yes. in the Koshan 555, which is the fantastic pork event that is happening in town. It's our fifth year in Minneapolis of Koshan. It's Sunday. It's at Lowe's Hotel. There are tickets available. It's from 5 to 7.30. And what this is, is these farmers get paired up with heritage breed uh, pigs and the then, farmers of the heritage breed pigs get set up with chefs. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So, did I? Yeah, you did. You farmer. did farmers with pigs, but it's really farmers with chefs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you break down the pig. You cook the pig. You create a dish that is sampled at this event. Five dishes. This is your first time, isn't it? Yes, first time. Are you nervous? Uh, excited, I would say more. I'll probably get nervous the day before, a day of, but right now, just excited. Do you have your dishes in mind or have you been practicing? Uh, we do. We have. Um, we, we're actually going to bring a couple extra. Um, okay. We just have found that uh, utilizing some pieces of the pig that 
um, most people throw away, we're going to try to create some stuff around that. So that's Do you cool. think you have, now that you've been out in farm country for as long as you have, I mean, city chef guy goes to the country, hangs out with the farm <laughs> kids and everything else. Do you feel like you have like an advantage now? I don't, I don't know if I have an advantage. There's so much information out there that you can gather and, and talking to the farmers. I think what I have is maybe just uh, a lot of knowledge in a very short period of time. Uh, <laughs> Baptism by fire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We source everything from, uh, try to source everything within a hundred miles of our location. And yeah. so, um, I, we get people every single day. Hey, I have, uh, yak or I'm growing bison over here and I have, these kind of cows and those kind of cows and so cool. things that I've never heard of. They're walking in saying, you know, can you use this? And do you have uh, the ability to, to buy some stuff from us? So we try to do as much as we can. So you're going to be up against Timothy Fisher from Cosmos, Scott Pampu, mm-hmm. who's, he's pretty porkly. He's at he four is. bells now. Uh, Jose Alacron from Popovu, Yavang mm-hmm. from Union Kitchen. And that's pretty hefty competition. It is. There's some heavyweights in there. Yes, there is. But, uh, you know, every heavyweight uh, loses at some point in time. So Okay. I love the SmackDown. <laughs> I know. Um, this is a fun event, too, because you also, there's a Punch King Spirit competition, so local bartenders get involved. Um, yeah. There will be a veggie bar, which is new this year, from Carrie Summer <laughs> and Lisa Carlson. Of Chef I'm Shack sorry. Ranch. I don't mean to laugh at that, only just because this is the meatiest event you guys will ever experience this is this is totally worth the dollars that it takes because there's so much pork food that can be eaten it's incredible it you got i got the meat sweats after this one i'm not gonna lie yeah it's gonna be fun uh mateo i look forward to coming out uh it's model citizen is the restaurant and you're doing such great work out there is there if you people coming out to the twin cities for like a day drive, what do you want them to know about you? What do you think is like some of your best things to come out and try? Um, I would say. Oh, I think we lost <laughs> him. <when> that happens. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just going to tell you, just he's, I'm going to tell you, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's a wonderful chef. He's really created a community of doing some very unique things out there. His food is wonderful. If you're looking for a day drive, head out to New London, Minnesota. It's hyper local. It's past Spicer. It's past Green Lake. But, you know, it's beautiful country. It's, uh, it's a good time. And you're going to have the Minnesota-grown shrimp from the shrimp farm. Uh, I, listen, there's a story about how if, these, if we could get more chefs to move to small towns and, like, the amount of produce or the amount of stuff that they're offered from these local growers, it could completely set a new bar. Yeah, and changes the town. And I mean, that he's involving kids and well, teaching in this closed loop. And this brewery is such a great, you know, community gathering space for the small town that it's just a natural that they ended up there, I it's think. It's so fun. And I he's know. such a, Mateo's such a nice guy. So good. Well, um, good luck to I'll him. I'll see him at Koshan. I'm going to be there. It should be fun. When we come back, we're going to talk to a woman named Roxanne who's bringing a Pinners conference for Pinterest to Minneapolis. That's pretty cool when we come back. You are listening to The Weekly Dish, and we are talking about the Pinners Conference that's coming to Minneapolis on May 3rd and 4th, and we have the founder of the Pinners Conference, Roxanne. Hi, Roxanne. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm so sorry we couldn't get, we were going to do a Weekly Dish Instant Pot thing together, and we couldn't do it. Couldn't get our stuff together. But next year. (laughs) Next year, for sure. I am so excited to learn from you guys, because I've been following your stuff, and I'm like, 
they know what they're talking about with this whole Instapot craze. Oh, Absolutely. It, it's sort of insane. It is. But it's so, all fun. Roxanne, you do this uh, Pinners Conference in other markets. Tell our listeners like what it is and why they should come. The cool thing about Pinners Conference is it is really for you, the consumer. There's so many things that we're seeing online. And I don't know about you guys, but I am always pinning things that I never get around to doing, even if it's just really great recipes that I've even heard about. And then I'm like, well, where did I put that? Right. This is an opportunity for you to actually come learn from the experts who are great at this, who can actually show you how to do it. Sometimes I read through that recipe list and I'm like, okay, but how, like, what am I supposed to do? What order should I do this in? And this gives you a chance to come learn in a face-to-face environment. It's kind of like a cooking the cooking network, you know, right there in real life. And it's so much fun. So there's 108 workshops taught on a variety of trends, not just food, but DIY, home improvement, organization, beauty. The braiding classes, by the way, are so fun. So if you have little girls, it's just a great way to come and see actual tips and tricks where they're there showcasing all of these cool things. And then in addition to that, there's going to be over 200 amazing shops that you can come and shop and have this whole fun market. So if you're like me at all, I love to cook Yeah, and I'm all about that. And I pin my recipes and I do it and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, <laughs> but I am not the, the expert on the craft department. So I'll go to those workshops. It's great because they'll show me and teach me and we'll get it done. But then I like to buy stuff right there from someone who already did it. Is it, can you bring like your preteens with you or your? Oh, absolutely. I think it, one of the coolest things is it is a whole generational weekend. We see grandmas, moms, and then the little girls all coming together and they really, truly love it. That is really, yeah, that is really cool. Some of the um, workshops that are food driven, uh, you have um, Elise from the Redheaded Creamery, which is a local creamery. Make your cheese your centerpiece. I love that. Oh, oh, me too. I am so excited because charcuterie boards, as you guys know, are super popular. So we'll have a class on how to put together a board and all the sauces and jams and all those kind of things that should go with it. And then Elise is going to be teaching you know, the different cheeses, what to use with what, what goes with what, because sometimes like that's a hard thing to actually just have in your memory bank. Yeah. Well, a lot of people I think are kind of fascinated by the prettiness of those things, but they don't necessarily get the right combinations of good food. And then you're like, well, it's pretty, but how about we also make it taste good? Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, it is hard, which cheese goes, pairs well with what crackers, with what fruit and it, it really takes a talent, and this is a great way to learn that, to have the opportunity to really have that experience and see how those pairings should work. Um, some of the other food-driven classes, uh, summer quick breads, crowd-pleasing appetizers, um, easy weeknight meals. I, I feel like this is a lot of times when you look up a recipe, you get to a blogger or you get to an influencer, and that's where the recipe lives, and you by this Pinners conference, you're like connecting the dots between that experience and bringing them to us in life and in person. Oh, absolutely. I think really, I mean, like, let's take macarons. Macarons. Yeah. Yes, macarons. <laughs> macarons. Um, for example, that is a really talented skill to be able to make those. 
So my daughter, actually, who's our marketing um, content manager um, in Georgia, filmed Kelly's class. Oh, cool. And was in there the whole time, had this whole experience, exactly how she does it, you know, watched the whole thing, came home and made them, by the way, for Easter. Oh, nice. They were so good. I mean, they were so good. Roxanne, how old's your daughter? She's 24. Okay, what's so so funny about this is my 20-year-old daughter made macaron for Christmas time for us, and I was so blown away. Right. It's just this, it's so fun. And the baking thing, people are so into the baking. Yeah. Figuring out how to make really great cakes and parties and the cookie thing. You know, it's not just our standard, hey, let's look at the back of a Nestle recipe and make those yeah. cookies. We've it's got now- uh, information on how people can get tickets on our Facebook page. Thank you for joining us, Roxanne. I really appreciate the time. And next year, we'll get the Instant Pot thing going. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be great. Thank you so much. All Thank right. you. Bye-bye. There you go. The Pinners Conference. The Pinners Conference. I have to say, I you know, I am less about Pinterest as I am about Instagram these uh-huh. days. And I wondered if that has an effect. But Pinterest is really a gathering space for all of those things. But I remember when you had to get an invite to join Pinterest. Okay. Like way back when it first launched. I have memories of this. I have no memories of that. Yeah. But I believe that. You had to like actually ask for an invite. Oh, that's cool. I oh, yeah. The, yes, I do know. Yeah. Weird that you even say that. I know. I um, know. Yeah, I pin things exactly like she said. I save them and think like, oh, party foods, like, okay. Or like these cute little reindeer ears. If I'm ever going to do something with my nieces, that would be cute pin. And then I like don't really ever go back and actually do or look at anything. So I am kind of interested in these conference like type little seminars. I think it's genius. I love the idea of bringing things to reality instead of it just being pictures. Because I'm very much concerned with just the visual nature of life of passing yeah. us by i would like for people to engage in in things and so that's to me is a really great thing um, I think it's smart and i think she's done really well to make this thing yeah as big as it is it's huge it is huge apparently there's like eight thousand people that go to this it's yeah. at the convention center it's not tiny when she said the three generation thing that's really true it is a fun thing to take your like i don't know how the littles will do but like the medium littles, like yeah. the, you know, eight to 15. Yeah. Because they're watching all of this stuff on YouTube. Like my nieces go here, watch this YouTube video. And then will you do my hair like that? They're all into the braiding. Yes. So I watched the video and then I did their hair and then they persecuted their mom because she wasn't as good as me at doing it. Clearly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, you, well, know. you know, she's like, thanks, Auntie Steffi for yeah. coming over and highlighting another way. I'm another way as a mother. I'm failing the daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're into like too, like some of the like I'm embroidering kitchen towels. Yeah. Which is a skill that our grandmas knew how. But I've had to watch a lot of YouTube videos to figure out how to do it. Really? Quilting. Yeah, yeah, maybe if you're like one of these days, I'll give you one of my handmade towels. I've well, only okay. made three so far. Okay. <laughs> I know. Well, Megan did those. I mean, she made towels for everybody for Christmas one it's year. It's a really just kind of mindlessly yeah. fun thing to just do with your hands while you're watching TV. Yeah. Or I got a Yeti. I need I need Game of Thrones like handwork because got it. I could bite my fingernails off to the quick tomorrow. I'm so anxious about this episode. Um, Can I ask you a question? You see that they're giving away an actual sword throne you know have you no. seen this yeah AT&T I think is doing it one of the you know in conjunction with HBO is there's like a contest you can enter to actually win a sword throne yes can you would you want one of those oh Ellie would in a minute you I, Ellie 
when we went to Paris. Because you know they're touring around the country, so I think you're giving them away at the end. We went to the Louvre, and I swear to God, for three hours we spent in the armaments area looking at the swords and the... Discussing who would smack who with what. Yeah, and then I was like, wow, shock that you're gay, you know, after all this time. uh, This is all starting to really make sense to me, because I had to just sit there for three hours looking at swords and fighting implements and hatchets. They're just like, oh, this is horrible. Wow. Yeah. She's already told me every Valerian steel weapon in Game of Thrones, and those are the ones that can kill the White Walker. So now I know who's carrying them. Yeah. It's been a very informative. Okay. She's called me like, honestly, three times a week since Game of Thrones started again. I was like one time a week tops, and I usually had to call her. I'm on the speed dial now. It's yeah. nice. I've got a few more weeks left. I'm going to relish it. <laughs> <laughs> I again, I'm not part of the camp. Uh, the camp, so it's okay. You'll I just, get there. I'm sitting here allowing, you know, or just sort of like watching everybody and giving them, have, letting them have fun. And and when you I'm get not there, judging. you and Jake are going to get there at some point, and you're going to text me, and you're going to be like, "Oh." M-G. I know. Like, yep, I'm yep, sure. Yep. I'm sure. And I'm, I'm not denying that. The thing I'm doing right now, just to let you know, is avoiding all and every words that anyone is speaking yeah, about. No Ave- spoilers. No, no, no. About Avengers. I don't care about Game of Thrones. But I'm oh. saying the Avengers right now, like, because it opened last night, you know, and there's like people have seen it. I don't get to go until tomorrow night. Is that so, the, is Charlize Theron an Avenger? No. Who is the... Uh, we, maybe we can't talk about this because you might make me crazy if you don't know. No, the blonde Scarlett hair. Johansson? Yes, yes, that's her. Okay. <laughs> and then Chris Hemsworth is an Avenger? Yes. And was Ryan Reynolds an Avenger, an ant? No, he's not an ant. Paul, Paul Rudd? Rudd is, yeah. Is he's that an Avenger? man yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I have no... I, I, I This is clear, so we're going to stop talking about it because I might... I like, know, like Marvel and Yeah, like, the I whole Marvel nothing. thing is very precious. As precious to me as your Game of Thrones is to you. That's like me going, so like, is Carly Simon um, on Game of Thrones? No? Oh, is... Uh, Carly Simon! I, uh, I mean, like... No, you know, she's with James Taylor still splitting up the house. But goods. is he on Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to fight off air yeah. about our love of pop culture when we come back. Nerds. Love the moral of the story. We are Weekly Dish, and it is time for the moral of the story. You got one? I do. A couple things. Just a couple of events, too. Oh, events. Um, We're going to be, you and I are going to be hosting an event called uh, Night at the Nick, which will be at the Nicollet Island Pavilion. It's a charity event for Eastside Neighborhood Services, Mm -hmm. which provides a lot of great services for people on how to get back out on the workforce, help with family and raising your kids, uh, English as a second language, or excuse me, English as a language help. Um, It is May 9th. It is from 5 to 8, Nicollet Island Pavilion. Tickets are $50 at Eventbrite or $60 on the door. And it's all the Northeast restaurants come together and have samples and bits and bites, and we'll do a fundraiser there. So that's... Uh, night at the Nick, May 9th. If you're there and you see us, wave, say hi, say hey. Hey. So there's that. That'll be fun. Um, there's a lot besides the farmers markets that are open, by the way, just letting you remember to remind you that Minneapolis downtown farmers market, the St. Paul downtown's farmers market, those are both open today. I want to give you my seasonals update report. Sandcastle. Now open. Oh, love. Lake Nokomis, right? Yeah. Sea salt open. Open. I think we're done with announcing sea salt as open. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, seriously. Okay. The drive in in Taylor's Falls. Have you ever gone to that little yes, cute place? Yes. The root beer place. Oh, my God. With the little golf the behind cowboy it. cowboy burger it's there. It's fantastic. So good. So that is open in Taylor's Falls. Here's my most exciting piece of information for you. Like for your sea salt situation, mine is the rib cage. 
which is a barbecue trailer up in Osseo. Oh, yeah. You talked about that I last year. I love their ribs. And they are only open, you know, May through October. So they are open on Monday. How about, speaking of ribs, John Whiffley uh, oh, uh, from Anamali's Barbecue having a, like, feature in Food & Wine magazine. It's actually, it's only online, just to be clear. Oh, I thought so, it, okay. Yep, nope. But it is on, it is Andrew Parks is a Fantastic. local writer who, you know, submits stuff to Food & Wine. And there's a really great article. Uh, just it turns, it just calls out Mr. Uh, Whiffley. And we always talk about Anamales on the air, and I know a lot of you guys go, "What did you say? What was the what Anawa?" And so I just want to say this is a great article, beautifully written about uh, John and what he does. We should link it on Weekly Dish I'll if it. it's I'll not already. Um, Women Chef Conference is in town. Lots of women chefs are converging on the Twin Cities. Uh, tonight is a reception where you can have bits and bites from Kristen Nijin and Kim. Kristen, uh, who? New G- How do you say her last name? <laughs> Please tell me because I'm going to end up having to talk to her and I'm going to butcher it. Christina Wynn. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> she got married. No, we'll talk later. Okay. okay. Diane Lang. Diane Lane. Moore. Okay. Sorry, Stephanie. Here's the thing. Yeah. I have been working on this project for I two know. days nonstop. Managing emails, and I know, and I tell the people, please tell me how you want to be introduced because I know I'm going to screw it up. And that's okay. As long as you, you know, as long as we all make the good efforts, it's good. Just know people. It's it's not an intention, it's just an understanding. Oh, and I'm turning into Julia. (gasps) Anyway, there's tickets to join the reception tonight. You can. I was going to say, join the reception. Yes. So if you are. Someone that wants to just have some really tasty bits and bites and have some good drinks. We're going to be there doing some podcasting. There is uh, a link on the Facebook page for tickets to the reception, and they're 60 bucks. Yeah. And you can see all the cool women's stuff that's happening in town. It's fantastic. Well, there's plenty of great things happening. Love it. Love it. Um, and then uh, I just want to put this out there. If you are looking for a summer or maybe a new job, do you know that you could be a cheesemaker at Shepherd's Way? Oh, wouldn't that. you want to do that? That's pretty great. Think about that. Cheese tending. You have to go. I mean, you kind of have to know a little bit, but I, I don't know. Jody Olson-Reed uh, threw this out there. She said, by the way, there's a job description. You know, we're, we're hiring a cheese making assistant. It's full time. It's down in Nurston, Minnesota, you know, down by Faribault. But basically they're, uh, you know, they make che- sheep milk cheeses. Um, and I just think that's like one of those things, like if I had to quit my, I would just go and do, I can be a see my daughter maker. finishing her degree yes. and going and doing that. Yes. 100%. I mean, and part of the, by the way, it says it's primarily Monday through Friday hours with rotating Saturday morning hours and occasional Sunday hours. Compensation based on experience includes che- cheese CSA. You get to t- get cheese as part of your compensation. Well, yeah, of I'm course. Just saying. I would think. Amazing. Um, the Pajarito is going to have their uh, Cinco de Mayo event next Saturday, May 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, El Burrito's got a st- bunch of stuff happening May 5th, but if you're planning Cinco, plan yeah. ahead. And there's a uh, Billy at Baja House in Wyzetta has a burrito eating contest. I will be emceeing that. Oh, yeah. This is one of those foods that came up that's an unusual but delicious food. Yes. Was true, the true. The burrito. The bur- a burrito? Bibu. Bibuta is, is the sushi burrito. Yes, that's, yes. The, that that's interesting the kind of thing you should. Food. Right, right. Yep. Hey, happy birthday to Merlin's Rest today, which is one of my favorite whiskey bars and English pubs. They are cheersing to a dozen years, so you know that. And also, did you know that there is today is the very last and final freaking fest at Happy Gnome? There's they're no longer doing them after today. Why? Twelfth year. It's twelfth year. It's their final freaking fest. There's probably a lot of reasons, a lot of complex reasons oh, yeah. why. But it's right by my house. I know. Well, I should tell you that tomorrow, then, you know, it's the third annual largest Bloody Mary bar. No. Oh, God, you got to go. <laughs> I've been. 
I mean, we've I've had. Been. I've I've done this a couple years. This means my sure neighborhood, which is yeah, it by makes the way. me. It's very cheerful. Yeah, these people, the Bloody Mary people, are the happiest people in the world. Yeah, they it's are. Fun. But so this is like seventy plus condiments, a hundred foot long bar for you to put your clamato juice with some. Crazy things. Don't drink the Clamato. Drink Charles Lovejoy's. He'll be there. His He's stuff will be there. He's got his own. We did it. Did we do a podcast of, with him? Yes, yeah, we did. We did. Uh, one of the couple other things I want to call out before we're wrapping it up, but uh, there's a really cool project that our friends uh, Eat for Equity, which is Mecca Boss, and uh, she met a raspberry. Yeah, they're doing this thing called. Uh, but it's what's really cool is their organization, and I'm going to have them. I'm going to book them some time to come on and talk about what they're doing. But one of the things they're doing is they're a catering company and they are working with MnDOT, you know, the actual Minnesota Department of Transportation in a special dinner this week on Thursday, May 2nd. It's a bridging dinner and it's all part of the Rethinking the I-94 project. And it is uh, it's all about kind of understanding what the potential for the community could be, what people want, what they don't want. But they're hosting a dinner and inviting the community to come out and talk to people from MnDOT, from the uh, the construction workers and yep. the staff and really kind of get an understanding of what could possibly be there. And we then always, finally, I want to make make sure that you guys know the burger battle is on May eighteenth. Are Twin you going to host Spirit. it again? I'm judging again. Okay, this is the if sixth, I'm in town. This is the year you're going to bring me. Yeah, this is the sixth year, and it is. It's May eighteenth. Six, you're probably not in town. I, if I am, I'm going to yeah. call you. But it is. Uh, I just, I've judged it for five years. I missed one year, and it is. You guys, twenty one plus burgers that are sixty bucks. All you can drink. All you can eat. Pretty, How many burgers can you jam in your face hole? I did your face hole. <laughs> I ran into Justin Sutherland, um, uh, the local chef that is going to be moving his Pearl and the Thief from Stillwater into yeah. the Moxie Hotel in downtown. I I feel like I'm I'm not in downtown as much because I moved my office, so I'm in downtown St. Paul and not Minneapolis. Yeah, so many cool restaurant things happening in hotels in downtown Minneapolis. I need to kind of yeah up my game. His is definitely cool. There's a couple that have opened that I'm a little questioning. They seem to be. Trying with the decor, but not with the food. You know what okay. I mean? I'm a little worried about that. But which, you liked Julia. I love Julia. Yeah, and that's I loved the it. Stephen Brown spot. Yeah, that's with. But Josh Hedquist is the uh, is the kind of the chef of record there, really. Uh-huh. But he, they did that tableside pulled mozzarella, so fun and so delicious, and so such a nice refreshing change. You know what I mean? Than just your every like always getting the charcuterie boards or something. Like yeah, that. I feel like I need to kind of. I don't know. I always feel like this. Like I need to make a list of the restaurants that I need yeah. to go to that I haven't been. There's so many. And the East Side, like I loved going there for happy hour. I want to eat a full meal there. And I, I know you yet. and I ate there. I was going to say, and then so good. we didn't actually, I mean, then I ate there later and actually that's out in the MSP mag Minnesota, Minneapolis St. Paul magazine right now is my review of that. You had a really beautiful cover on your magazine too, by the way, I was going to text you. It the had, best of the yeah, best the yeah, color the blocking. Fauché. It was really Wasn't pretty. That pretty. Yeah. That you guys, there's some really great articles in that, and that I know that everyone does best ofs, but what we tried to do this year is package it a little bit, you know, differently so that it was both a little bit more fun and a little bit more in depth. It's not just a big whole listing article of, of just stuff. lists. There's some really fun thing. One of the fun things is a periodic table of food. Did you see that? No. We did like basically a periodic table of all the influential, like, influential foods that are the elements of the Twin Cities dining scene. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, that was it's, fun. It's on my pile next to my food and wine and ya. next to my fine cooking, but you're in my pile. I, that's important. That's important. You've intel. made it in the pile. Um, one last thing I want to let you know today, if you're thinking about going hanging out, uh, I'm going to go visit Jorge Guzman, oh. who is cooking at 
uh, at I'm sorry, Fulton Barbecue or at Fulton Tap Room. He's doing a Kick the Blues barbecue. It's all in support of the uh, Americans Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So he starts at 3 p.m. today, and he's got Yucatecan chicken on the old grill. And I'm going to go out and see him at about three o'clock. All right, and we had a podcast drop last Wednesday. We'll have another podcast drop this Wednesday. You can always check us out at Weekly Dish wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week. Ciao, ciao, everybody.